Hello, and welcome to a new season of Wellness with Will, where we explore strategies, tips, and insights to help you live your healthiest, most vibrant life. I'm your host, William Bryant, and today we're diving into the age-old tradition of New Year's resolutions and how they intersect with our journey toward health and wellness. Uh, The start of a new year, a time filled with aspirations for positive change, a fresh chapter to write, and an opportunity to realign our habits towards healthier choices. Yet, statistics show that many resolutions tend to fizzle out before February. So why is it so challenging to stick to these well-intended goals, especially when it comes to health and wellness? Well, some of the most common New Year's resolutions are losing weight or getting more physical activity, eating more nutritious foods, quitting smoking, cutting back on alcohol, maybe reducing your stress, or even maybe sleeping better. But no matter which healthy resolution you choose, research has suggested that common strategies are available to help boost your chance of making a change uh, part of your daily lifestyle. One challenge with New Year's resolutions is that people often set unrealistic goals. They can quickly become frustrated and, and give up. Any resolution that we make as individuals in order for us to change needs to include small goals that are definable and that are accompanied by a solid plan on how you're going to get to that goal. Most times people start off and they say, let's say they want to lose weight. They say, I want to lose 100 pounds this year. But they never think about those small individual goals that one has to make. So when we talk about losing weight, for instance, um, let's say someone has a a resolution to lose 30 pounds. That could seem overwhelming for some. So instead of setting the larger goal, set smaller goals of maybe losing five pounds a month for five months. You wanna think about it in baby steps rather than giant leaps. The next aspect to setting a resolution is to develop an action plan. This is gonna be very key. You might decide to walk half an hour each day to burn calories. You might stop buying vending machine snacks, or you might even limit your, or or, or track your daily uh, calories. These specific behaviors can help aid you in meeting the larger goal of losing those 30 pounds. So make sure that whatever resolution you're setting, especially for something like weight loss, that you're setting smaller goals, but you're giving yourself an action plan to go with it. Sure, a lot of people can say, I'm gonna set my goal and I'm just gonna go after it. But if you don't have a plan to keep yourself in track and to keep yourself moving forward, chances are that resolution is is going to kind of fizzle out. Now, when you think about this, you want to make sure that you're you're thinking about making that long-lasting change in your life. And in order to do that, you have to prepare yourself for the challenges that you're going to face. That's where that action plan helps to come in. So you want to think about why you want to make the change. Is this change truly important to you? 
Or is it mostly influenced by others? Maybe your doctor, or your spouse, or your friends, or someone in your family? Research suggests that if it's something that you really want for yourself, if it's truly meaningful to you, you're more likely to stick to it. And I think this goes for a lot of things in our lives. We have to do things for ourselves, not because someone else wants us to do it, not because someone else is persuading us to do it, but we have to want it. If we want it and we believe it, we're more likely to achieve it. And you want to think about how you want to make that change and how exactly that change will enhance your life. So for instance, when you stop smoking, your risk plummets for cancer, which means you're going to have less of a risk for cancer, for heart disease, for stroke, and for early death. Reducing stress might cut your risk for heart disease and help you fight off germs. Even small improvements in your physical activity, small improvements in your weight or your nutrition may help reduce the risk for disease and lengthen your life. And in one study that I was looking at, overweight or obese people who lost just 7% of their body weight slashed their risk for diabetes by nearly 60%. So keeping facts like this in your mind can also help you to maintain your focus over the long haul. The next big step, and I think this is a, another very, very crucial and vital step and piece to setting a New Year's resolution, is having a supportive environment. Setting up a supportive environment is another step towards success. You want to think about the, the physical support that you'll need, like maybe the right equipment for exercise or the appropriate clothing and maybe even the right kinds of foods that you need to have at home. You know, when, when I was doing some research to talk about this particular um, topic, I was looking at the National Institute of Health website and kind of researching and kind of pulling some things. And one of the things that I learned is, is from Dr. Christine Hunter, who is a behavioral researcher and clinical psychologist at uh, the National Institute of Health. And what she says is that you want to make sure that you're setting up not just a support system of people, but you're looking at the support system that you're going to need to do the, to, to make it to the overall goal. Which again means finding the right equipment, finding the right things that you're going to need that's going to help you succeed in this journey. You want to remove items that might trip up your efforts. So for instance, if you're quitting smoking, you want to throw away your ashtrays and your lighters. That those items can help to trigger you and make you want those cravings. So throwing those items out helps to remove those triggers that might be in your way as you're going through this journey. And it's a difficult one. To improve your nutrition, maybe you put unhealthy but tempting foods on hard to reach shelves or you get rid of them altogether. So make sure that you're looking at not just a support system in terms of the people that are around you, but look at the support items that you're going to need to make it through this journey. But don't get me wrong, social support is also very key here. Research has shown that people's health behaviors like smoking or weight gain tend to mirror those of their friends, their family, and even their spouses. 
so you can enlist family and friends and, and even your spouse to help you eat better, to go on walks with you, to remind you to stay on track. You wanna find things that are fun to do together. That way you're more likely to stick with that activity. Now, making changes is one thing. Sticking to it is something completely different. So you wanna make sure you're also looking at maintaining that change. And maintaining a change requires continued commitment until the change becomes part of your life. So like brushing your teeth or washing your hair. Those things have become part of our daily life. It's easy for us to do those things because we have that continued commitment. So we wanna make sure that what we're doing, we stick to it. We continue to have that commitment until we're able to fully commit it into one of into a daily routine that we have for ourselves. People who can maintain or engage in efforts to change their behavior and do it for six to eight weeks or, or somewhere roughly around that that uh, that mark are more likely to be able to support that effort longer term. And you want to make sure that you have a plan to get back on track if you start to slip. It is natural for us to fall off the wagon. The most important thing is, is to have a plan for what happens when you start to see yourself fall off track. Now that plan should not include beating yourself up or anything of that nature. You wanna remind yourself that, you know what? Did I fall off the wagon? Yes, well, I, can, I, I did it once, I can do it again. Get back on there, continue to encourage yourself. So for instance, if you, if you feel that your motivation is waning, think back and remind yourself why the change was important to you in the first place. Why did you start this journey to begin with? Keep it positive. Maybe you wanna have more stamina. Maybe you wanna feel better. Maybe you wanna be able to go and play out with your kids. Or if you have grandkids, maybe you wanna get out and play with your grandkids. Recalling these personal reasons can help to encourage you to get back on track. And of course, you don't need a new year to make healthy changes in your life. You can make them any time of the year. But the new year is an opportunity to think about the improvements you'd like to make and then take concrete steps to achieve them. So remember to set realistic goals, develop an action plan, and set it in motion. Make this new year a healthy one. And to all of you that are listening, remember that the path to health and wellness is a journey not a destination. It's not something that you get to and you stop. It continues on. It is a lifelong journey. So as you set your resolutions this year, be kind to yourself, celebrate those small victories, and remember that every step toward a healthier lifestyle counts. And with that, folks, thank you for tuning in to Wellness with Will. Join us next time for more empowering discussions. And until then, prioritize your well-being. Embrace the joy of a healthier you. And I'm wishing you all a very vibrant and fulfilling year ahead. Stay happy and stay positive.